Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You are now listening to The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Victory! They said Carson Wentz was going to dice us up. Carson Wentz, they said it. They said the Jags. They said the Jags were going to be scared. Dougie P. Dougie P is going to come in. They're going to do it. Kirk Cousins, the Vikings. They said the Vikings were going to beat us. It's 4-0. It's 4-0. The Eagles aren't a, it's not a fluke. It's not a, it's not a, they're not pretenders. We're contenders. 4-0. 4-0. Philadelphia Eagles. The only Eagles. undefeated team left in the NFL. The only undefeated team left in the NFL. And it wasn't a, a dominant win. It wasn't like we beat up on a bad team. We got punched in the mouth. They punched us. They, they, it was a heavyweight battle. We got jabbed. We got mm. uppercutted. Blood. We were spitting out oh, blood. I like we where tasted you're going with blood. this because I have a, a, a comparison that I made in a piece of content I put out last week, and I'm going to get into oh, that. But do, yeah. do the rest of the intro, whatever you got to do. I got dude, something. Now. I got a good one. Right hook, left hook. They took us. Bam, pick six. Bam, another 80-yard drive. Bam, Jamal Agnew is piecing us up, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter because what are we? The best second-quarter team in football, and it doesn't even matter. Once you hit the gas, and once you hit the gas, it's, it is a wrap. The no Philadelphia breaks. Eagles are for real, for real, all gas, no breaks. Jalen Hurts, <laughs> A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, bell cow, Miles Sanders, mm. bell cow back, Miles Sanders, 27 carries. I didn't think I would ever see the day, the day that Miles Sanders got 27 carries in a game. It is, it is, it is wild. Welcome, guys, to the Philly Pod Reaction Victory Monday episode of the Philly Pod brought to you by the LibertyLine.com. I'm your hyped host, hyped Victor Williams. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at the Philly Pod. Be sure to do the same for my host over here, Stephen Conrad Jr., co host rather, uh, Stephen Conrad Jr., Twitter, Instagram, real takes, real quotes, real content, real analysis, all that shit you'll get over there with real Stephen Conrad Jr. Holla at me, boy. What are we? What are we with the Eagles? 4 0. 4 0. You know, we are. We are four weeks into the season, the best team in the NFL. And I don't want to ever hear about strength of schedule again. We sit here and people are like, oh, you pay the haters too much of mine. Well, look, this is an Eagles podcast, right? The most passionate fan base in the world. Anything that is said about our team, we take personally. All right. And why is it the last. I would say two out of the last three games 
Because the Vikings, you can literally look around. I know Colin Cowherd had them in his top 10 teams in the NFL. We took care of They had them there. as Super Bowl contenders, bro. They had them as Super Bowl contenders. And then we beat the Vikings. And it's like, oh, you beat the Vikings. You beat the Vikings. Now I'm the seeing Jaguars the same shit with the Jags. beat the Chargers 38 They're a good to 10. team. A good, young, rising, surging Jaguars team with a very good coach. Yep. And they came out and they, they like I said, they punched us in the mouth. They gave us a scare. And we said, oh, shit. And in we the just, face of adversity. In the face of adversity, what did the Eagles mm. do? They didn't duck. They didn't tuck and roll. They didn't tuck the tail and run away. They were made headstrong. They weathered mm. the storm, and they came back and said, "We didn't panic. We didn't flinch. We just came back and did what we do." And that's play Philadelphia. Man, that'd be my, if I was Eagles an Eagles player, that'd be my football. IG caption today. I, I, my first pick on the slideshow would be me coming into the game. By the way, Jalen Hurts, that suit was fucking fire. I need to get my hands on that exact suit. Somebody get me in contact with his agent or whatever. I need I need it because that that color blue is like my favorite color. Uh, really quickly, we're kind of all over the place. Um, I have a interesting like comparison I'm gonna make, but um, because I just like this team is phenomenal. There's so many great great players on this team, right? Great players on this team, and that's what makes this team so special. They are a yep. team in all caps. Yep. Spell out all the words, but uh. Yep. The way Jalen um, conducted himself, because I watched the uh, post-game cre- press conference, he literally like just puts absolutely anything and everything on himself. Like They could ask him about what Britton Covey ate for breakfast, and Jalen Hurts would take accountability if it wasn't the perfect breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Like This guy is not not a leader. He's the leader. Like He's the guy. It's, it's over. It's cemented. I'm sorry. Pay him fifty million a year. I don't give a shit. It's not my money. I, you know, what I mean, I really don't care. Um, it is. It is. It is remarkable to watch. What did this you team listen to it? Is doing. I haven't seen any of the press anything yet. No, I haven't. I haven't. He's done just anything unbelievable. Yet. Like he's just in a different headspace. I've never seen somebody. He's like. It's just a different type of leadership. Like we always talk about. There's always some athletes that come around. And you're like that guy's a great leader. That's one of the mm-hmm. you know the personality traits. Like he is like he may go down. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but like when you when you think of all time great leaders, man, like oh my word, I don't know. Again, I'm just judging based off of what I see. Um, but I, I mean, every player loves him. I, there's nothing bad that can be said about the guy. You know, everybody it roots is, for him, it and it's paying off. By the way, the uh, the uh, patience that um, I guess we could say this organization decided to give him, deservingly so. Mm-hmm. Well. Did they decide to, or did they just not have a better option? <laughs> they have no choice. Is. I mean, yeah. he's the guy. I mean, that's what that's, happens when you're the guy, right? Some, just, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it pays off to be lucky than to be uh than to be uh accountable. So it is, it is what it is there. But man, they uh, J- Jalen led the charge, and obviously Miles Sanders in remaining headstrong and uh, staying in the game because it could have got ugly fast. Especially if Jalen doesn't run in that fourth down touchdown where he took mm. that shot in the end zone. It uh, it probably gets ugly after that, and that was kind of the turning point of the game. But yeah, so on the Eagles' first possession, we'll we'll kind of go through the rundown before we get into our takeaways. Uh, so on the first possession, Jalen Hurts throws a very ill-advised crossing route into coverage. I think it was behind Zach Pascal, and uh, that that might have been the worst throw of the year. <laughs> to, to be that honest, felt like last year. It literally, yeah, felt like that was last that year, was man. last year. That was a 2021 throw from Jalen Hurts. I don't know what he was looking at. We can obviously, you know, weather is a factor, but that was that was a very poor oh, decision, poor was. throw, just poor decision making all around on 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 that. So that gets tipped to safety. Andre Cisco he returns it for a pick six, and already you're thinking like, man, mm. all right, it's only one touchdown. You know, get back on your feet. It will and we'll be all right. 
And then basically the Eagles go three and out in the next possession and Trevor Lawrence caps off an 80 yard drive with a touchdown pass to Jamal Agnew. And then you're starting to think like, oh man, they weren't prepared. They weren't prepared for this. <laughs> Dougie P is going to come in here, you know, into Philadelphia and he's going to, he's going to wipe the floor with the Eagles and show everybody that like, yeah, I'm still a damn good coach and, and stick it to the Eagles fans. And that's the way it was going for a while. Everything that did, everything that could go wrong did go wrong in that force in that first uh, quarter. Even on a play, I think it was in the red zone, and who was it? Patrick Johnson, I think, forced the fumble, and it bounced right into Christian Kirk's hands, mm. and you're like, all right, man, like, yeah. we're, we're not even getting was, the bounces. We're not getting yeah. the bounces. Nothing is going Nothing is going our way. So me, I'm, I'm already looking for the nearest uh, bleach mix of drink I can find, trying to pour that <laughs> oh, up on, on the now. rocks and start drinking that, because it, was, it wasn't looking good in that first quarter. What was kind of some of your feelings, thoughts, as you were watching that uh, that Jackson, that, that first quarter go Jacksonville's way throughout. Well, you know what I mean? I know man. you're angry. I know you're yeah. angry. Seeing red. <laughs> I, 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 I actually kept my cool because it just felt like everything was going wrong. Um, I'm, I will say, though, it did certainly feel like I was like, maybe they're just due this week. I mean, I, I know the weather. When we sit here and say the weather is a factor, um, when I saw how the initial first couple possessions played out for both teams, I was like, I, I felt like this is actually hurting the Eagles more because – it looked like we were trying to establish the down the field game. I mean, I guess as we should, because we're, I think we're the best in the NFL at the big play, right? Aren't we? Uh, yeah. We're the most explosive offense right now. We have, most we are the second offense. most, well, we are second in the league in explosive plays. So explosive plays are dictated as 20 plus yard receptions and 10 plus yard rushes. The Eagles are second in the league in big plays behind Detroit Lions. Detroit, uh, Detroit is number one in total offense. As of right now. Yeah, we see. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? (laughs) But then I I started getting really frustrated because I just felt like, um, and I told you this in our preview podcast, man. I felt like I know the Jags have the number one rush defense in the league. And I said, look, did it not? Did it? I, I may have manifested this, man, but did it not play out the way I said it would? We were going to say, fuck those numbers and just go out and dominate. We had over 200 rush yards, man. Mm-hmm. Miles' yeah. career high in those circumstances? Would you have predicted that? A Miles Sanders career high rushing game against the NFL's number one rush defense. Yeah, I have to uh, give you uh, your props there because you mentioned that we've beaten number one ranked defenses before with the New Orleans Saints member and Jalen Hurts and Miles comes out and the they won all over them. for this, though. If it wasn't raining, I would have... St- you know, well, that makes with. it even more impressive because Jacksonville was right. expecting to run in these conditions and mm-hmm. they still couldn't stop it. They averaged 15. They, they held opposing teams to 55 yards per game before yesterday. And the Eagles had 112 rushing yards by halftime. By halftime, they were already doubling that. Not to so mention, Mylotta left early and never returned. Yeah, yeah. Mylotta so left Miley early. went down. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into all the injuries. There was quite a, quite a bit of them of, of, of the... Uh, Felt like an all-around disaster, right? It felt like this was like uh injuries, pick sixes. It's not going great. It's not going great. And we'll I do want to address this. Um Mm. now now we all love AJ Brown, obviously. You know, he's done great things for this team, and he will continue to do so for the for (laughs) for the next four or five years, however long he's here. And he and he gave his uh he gave his reasoning on this, and we'll get into the reasoning. But as far as optics are concerned. You got to go for that tackle, man. Like, I get it. We don't pay him. We don't pay him to play defense. He doesn't get paid to tackle. He's paid to catch balls, and you don't want to risk an injury. But this is around, like, the 45-yard line that mm. A.G. Brown is running head on him, and he, like, true, hold, he holds up. Andre Sisco runs ahead of him, 
and AJ Brown later explained that he was trying to get behind him and punch it out. And he was hoping to punch it out from behind because he knows that defensive players don't really know how to hold on to the ball. And the weather, the ball is wet, I'm sure. But optics, optics. Oh, I know. Was not, I was know. not great. It was not, was not great. When you watch that play, you're like, what the hell are you doing, AJ? You better dive. And then later on, Mylotta gets hurt because, because that tackle wasn't made. And it's a whole domino effect. We're not like slandering AJ Brown because of this, but it's sure. Mm-hmm. It didn't look great. It looked hey, great. he did finish with 95 receiving yards in that terrible 85, weather. 85. <laughs> 85. Or was it 95? I think, I think it was right. 95. Oh, man. Damn, he almost had 100 yards in this weather. Sheesh, man. Yeah, there was a lot of passes, but I'm shocked Jalen Hurts took in this weather. <laughs> but I guess when you have when you have A.J. Brown, you can afford to uh So I, I want to talk about uh, Jalen Hurts. I guess I'll just do it now before, because I know you got some points you're going to probably want to touch on. But I just want to talk nah, about him again really quickly. Uh, so this is my comparison, and people are going to say it's corny, I'm sure, but I really just don't care. Uh, first of all, like obviously Philadelphia has a fictional character like Rocky, right? We have a statue for him and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. we get made fun of. It's like, oh man, they they only have they only have statues of fictional people, which isn't true. We have a statue of Doug Peterson and Nick Foles, so get over yourselves. But this is my comparison, man. Jalen Hurts is Rocky. Okay, he is literally Rocky, man, because I feel like you can look at every game. Did you notice? He starts off, it feels like every game in the first drive at least, and sometimes even more, he starts off really slow. And what I'm saying is he takes the opposing team, the opposing defense's best punch right away. It seems like they're throwing their best punch at him. He takes it. It looks ugly. Like he started off week one against Detroit, like 0 of 5. This game, he started off with that interception. And I checked Twitter, and obviously people are trying to be optimistic, but I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to kid you. When I saw some comments with people saying, uh oh, uh, looks like Hurts is reverting of, back to his old. There was a lot of uh, yes. Twitter drafts in my mentions about uh, a lot of people that released the drafts. After that first quarter, we're like, oh, Jalen, Jalen's going to be Jalen. Like, man, people could not wait for that first quarter. <laughs> and 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 he took all the punches last last season, during the season. He took everything. He took it all. Uh, this offseason, he took it all. And what does he do? He just keeps getting back up. He keeps going on out there, and he keeps proving everybody wrong every single stop of the way. And obviously, I'm just... I kind of just want to touch on his Philadelphia tenure, but he's done it everywhere. He's, he wins everywhere he goes. It may not be pretty. It did not start off pretty here in Philly. I mean, mm-hmm. his first year, he replaced the quote-unquote face of the franchise. The head coach ends up getting fired. Um, the team only won four games, and he was never supposed to be the guy. Nobody thought he was supposed to be the guy. And, like, somehow, some way, we, we, we wound up here, and, like— I mean, he's just Rocky, dude. Like, how can you not call him that? How? He's the guy, man. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of plenty of adversity throughout Jalen Hurts' career, and yesterday was just another step in a, a step in facing adversity and well, you know, look staring it in the face and overcoming it, and that's why Jalen Hurts continues to uh, to to persevere. Uh, touching on Miles Sanders' career day, obviously, like you mentioned, uh, career high in carries, twenty-seven rushing yards, one hundred and thirty-four. And his first game with two plus rushing touchdowns in two mm. whole years. Wow! And there's a, man in, in a contract oh, year. He wants me. his. My respect. dad got a good comment, and when he ran the one, and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" He's like, "It must be snowing out." Miles Sanders scored a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was. It was. It was good to see, and especially in a contract year, he's looking to earn that money. He's looking to gain that respect. And yesterday is one of those statement games where you understand that Miles Sanders could be a playmaker in this offense, and. Even with even with all the offensive additions that the Eagles added throughout the offseason, the fact that they can still run over whoever they want. If they if they don't want to throw, they don't have to. They can run all mm-hmm. over who they want. There's so many different ways 
to beat teams up on offense. And apparently a new way now is the Dallas Goddard bubble screen. When did this become a fixture? They ran it like five times, and they got 10 yards every mm. time. When did this become yeah. a fixture of the offensive game plan? <laughs> we used to run those to Alshon in 2020, remember? To a broken Alshon on, on no knees. And now Dallas Goddard is getting those, and he's making people pay. Yeah, you would think he would be blocking in that situation because he's probably the best nope, blocking nope. tight end in the NFL. Smitty's out there blocking. Smitty's out there blocking yeah, for Miles Sanders. He doesn't get enough credit for that, man. Man, very, very underrated run blocker that uh, that uh, Devontae Smith that's is the, That's the thing with this team, though. Like, we'll sit here and talk about all the new additions, and they certainly had their fingerprints on this game, like A.J. Brown. Um, obviously, we'll touch on the defensive side of the ball. Holy hell, did they have an impact on this game. But... The guys who have been here, man, like like you said, Miles Sanders has taken the next step. Dallas Goddard, I know he, my God, catch that fucking ball, dude. Like bad, I feel bad, like bad, I feel bad, like bad every drop. time he does this, bad, he has he'll have a drop. And obviously, like one play doesn't, you know, dick, when he's out yeah, here. I mean, he it's dominated. Obviously he wet, it's obviously wet out, so it is what it is. Like you don't want to harp yeah. on it too bad, but those are drops that he but he's my good point for is every now he's and then. taking the next step too i felt like for years we were always saying like when is goddard when is sanders going to take that next step and currently where we stand four weeks into the season you got people calling goddard the best tight end in the nfl miles sanders right now i believe is third in rushing yards in the nfl if i'm not mistaken yes. right yep currently so. ranks third in rushing yards and he's always been routinely uh, amongst league leaders in yards per carry so it's not like he's a bad running back he just yep. has to be utilized and he's staying healthy you know knock on wood he's staying healthy so mm-hmm. that's that's good to see uh to the eagles had 210 total rushing yards on the day yesterday miles sanders led the way with 134 jalen hurts had 38 himself uh gained well five rushes for 19 yards and we even got some trace sermon who was activated two rushes for 19 yards. He had a couple nice carries as well. God, so it dude, was the, he should be the red zone. And he guy, looked good, man. doesn't he? He looked good. Yeah. He looked, he, I didn't know he was that quick. I didn't, I didn't know he was that quick it's, and he has the power. Yeah. That's it's what I'm looking, saying. When you go not from looking miles good for Gainwell. To, yeah, he played good. Gainwell had a nice game. Um, I think sermon needs to be a bigger part of this offense, man. I know he, only, like you said, two carries or whatever, but like, Really quickly, like Miles kind of reminds me. I don't know if it's a good comparison, but there's a lot of um situations where I watch him play and he kind of gives me Le'Veon Bell vibes because there's times where mm-hmm. he'll literally just sit behind that offensive line and just wait and wait. And I'm like, uh oh. And the next thing you know, he hits the hole. Mm-hmm. And like to go from that to then, you know, Kenny G doing what he does in the past game. And then if you can just put Sermon in there and just run people over, like, I, and obviously hurts in the game every single play, like, uh, man, this rushing attack could be fierce. I, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know what the uh, deal is with Sermon. Like, I don't know if he just hasn't panned out just yet or if he's washed or whatever. But I'm just saying I, I like I like the uh, difference in the running game that he brings. I think he should be a bigger part of the offense. Yeah, well, he was a rookie last year. He just didn't have many opportunities with San Francisco with the emergence of Elijah Mitchell and those guys over there. He was just kind of lost in the depth chart. And the Eagles tried to trade for him in the offseason, and they were lucky enough to to grab him on waivers. They were trying to they were close to a trade. And, and then it fell through, but how he, how he waited it out and grabbed him on waivers. And maybe he'll be a focal point uh, uh, throughout. You know, we'll have to keep an eye on the Boston Scott injury moving forward because he's the reason why Sermon got activated in uh, in this game. But Miles, I feel like, to your point, he used to dance around a lot, like a lot back there, like a little too much. And now I feel like he's better at, at his vision has gotten better. He hits the hole harder. And he keeps his legs churning a lot. There's a lot of runs where he should have been down four or five yards prior yeah. to where he was actually tackled. So he just felt like a superior athlete yesterday. Yeah, and his his yards after contact are are up this year as well. So he's 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 running with a purpose. He's running angry. <laughs> he wants mm-hmm. he, he wants that respect, and he's and he's that's what hurts. Uh, said. 
And he's certainly um, um, getting it. Jalen Hurts in this game, no no passing touchdowns, of course, with, with the weather, but 16 for 25, 204 yards, and, of course, that that ill-advised interception. That was, that, was, that was pretty ugly. I thought he passed ugly. really well considering the circumstances in this game, yeah. though. Yeah, 16 for 25 still did. The Eagles amounted over 400-plus yards on offense. They are the seventh team in NFL history to start 4-0 and while accumulating over 400-plus yards of offense in each of their first four games. Last team to do that was Kansas City in 2019. Obviously, they went on to win the Super Bowl. Now the Eagles are 4-0 for the first time since Terrell Owens arrived in 2004. And we all remember how that year ended. So if we can get to the Super Bowl, hey, hey, hey. I mean, I know it's premature, but it is it is where it is. All right, to your point, Stephen, you want to switch over to, to the defense. And, boy, is there a lot to talk about this defense. Name me one free agent acquisition this year that hasn't contributed in some way. So, yeah, like I said, I would love to touch on um, the new additions, but I was, you know who I was really surprised with? The guys Mm. in the secondary. Maddox was, you know, as we know, Maddox was out. And then um, Slay, was it Slay obviously missed, uh, it was pretty much what, the whole first half he missed, didn't he? Yeah, Slay was out pretty early, yeah. So, filling in, we were looking at, uh, was so Josiah Scott, right? I thought he was really well. Mm -hmm. McPherson, I was impressed with. Your boy, I was impressed with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josiah Scott got Epps. cooked a couple times, but he he held his own. He held his own. Dude, Marcus Epps just continues to just do it, man. I, I don't understand. Like, I, I can't write the guy off. Um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson still kind of looks lost, but that's to be expected. It's been it's been a couple weeks uh, that he's literally been on the team. I mean, maybe a month now It's only, he's been on the team. So, like, considering all those circumstances, I'm impressed with how the secondary played, man. Like, obviously, the weather... Uh, was a factor in this game, but um, considering the circumstances, like I thought, they they played really well. Yeah, the defense they they held their own. The, a lot of a lot was made about Christian Kirk and all. Man, he's about to he's about right. to destroy us without Avante Maddox, and he had nothing until very late in the game. He ripped off one finally, uh, uh, a pretty big play later on in the game. Ended the day with two catches for sixty yards, but that essentially garbage time. They held Kirk in check f- throughout the whole game. Jabal Agnew killed us early. Um, we made that point in the preview pod that you got to watch out for him. He can he can kill you in a bunch of ways, and they lost track of him early on, but eventually uh, contained him. James Robinson, who's who was running all over the place in the first three weeks, he had 100 yards against the Chargers, 64 yards against the Colts, 66 yards against Washington, and the Eagles held him to just mm-hmm. 32 yards yesterday. Uh, well, they held James Robinson to 29 yards. They held Travis Etienne to 32 yards. So they couldn't run. They obviously couldn't throw. Trevor Lawrence ended the day 11 for 23 for 174 yards. He was sacked four times. And obviously, as we all know, the the man of the hour. It seems like every week we have a new standout performer. And this week, Temple Zone Hassan Reddick. And boy, oh boy, is he making an impact. Three and a half sacks, three forced fumbles in the last two weeks alone. In, t- in yesterday's game, two sacks, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and one tackle for a loss. He's arrived, man. It took a few weeks, but mm-hmm. Son Reddick is here, and he is looking like the guy that mm-hmm. we paid $45 million for. Playing his role. That's his football, man. He's, he's as much as we, and me too, bag on, um, you know, Jonathan Gannon, it seems like he's letting these guys do what they do best, you know, and I'm not going to lie. Um, after the first couple games, I was like, maybe Reddick wasn't like, like, it was definitely a good offseason acquisition, but I think I told you this too. I think after two weeks into this season, I know it's like it's like my version of a way too early uh, 2023 mock draft. I was like, I'm going deep. I'm going edge rusher. You know what I mean? In the first 
uh, in the first round of the draft because it feels like we're lacking there. And now this, I saw some Cowboys fan tweet. He was trying to say we don't have any like big name guys on the defensive line or whatever. Okay, cool. That's fine. Guess what? All five starters and even the rotation guys come in and they're all putting up monster numbers. Like I, I think the Eagles, uh, the combination of I want to say I forget who it is. It's uh, it's Reddick and maybe it's Graham and somebody else is in the top like ten to fifteen in the NFL. So I mean. <laughs> I'll take the team contribution over, you know what I mean? Like Dallas has Micah Parsons. Like give me the team contribution over that any day of the week. Hey, Dallas only sacked Carson Wentz twice yesterday. So, man, imagine yeah, that's, not, that's imagine not, not sacking Carson Wentz nine times. Yeah, that is that is not that great. Asan Reddick is the only Eagle since at least 1950, as far back as you can go, to have two-plus forced fumbles and two-plus fumble recoveries in a single game. So, of course, we all expect him to win uh, NFC Player Defensive of the Week. Mm-hmm, He'd be the third better. one. The third one to win it. And, man, and another guy that might win it in the near future is James Bradbury because for oh, all man. the offseason, Giants fans, Dude. he's washed. He's cooked. He allowed all these yards. He did this. He did that. And I tried to stress in the offseason that the only reason he looked the way he did was because Patrick Graham had him in a scheme that did not play to this man's strengths. And wow. now that he is here playing in the zone coverage that Jonathan Gannon is implementing, and Jonathan Gannon, we're going to have to give him his flowers at, at some point because yeah. he's – He's not looking too bad either. But Bradbury, man, that interception, he read. Now, Trevor Lawrence, you know, probably shouldn't stare down yeah, his receiver bad, the whole way. He decision. stared him down the whole way, the whole way. But for Bradbury to to break off that route and to go and intercept that, boy, man, two picks mm-hmm. on the year already. And if Slay stays healthy. Well, he was know, elevated he to CB1 in this game once Slay went down. Yeah, to be. That when Slay went down, yeah. And that's why McPherson that was able to come in and, and do it. And the weather did help. That's why the uh, corners mm-hmm. in this game. You know, weren't weren't as much of a factor based on based on the weather. Man, if you can't run on the team, you clearly can't run on the team. And now you're having a hard time passing on the team. I don't know what we're going to do, but man, these these free agent acquisitions. I would hate to be Howie to figure out who is getting paid next offseason because Bradbury one year deal, Kaiser White one year deal. I was just going to say Johnson Kaiser White had a very good game too. Exactly. Yep. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson is obviously. I'm looking to get paid. Miles Sanders playing like he should get paid, and I don't. Okay, can I just say I love Man. I love him. Who Chauncey? CJ? Like, like <laughs> you just look, roasted him a second he's ago. Gotta, he's got to figure it out. But I just love when like like there's this there was a couple slip ups he has he had in the game, and the camera pans to him, and he's like smacking himself in the face. Like he wants it, man. He'll get it. He'll get it figured out. Um. And there's no reason why he can't, right? He's got all the talent in the world. This this defense is loaded, so it's definitely just a. Uh, I mean, it's going to take time. He's going to he's got to learn the defense. You know, the Eagles are now amongst the league leaders in uh in sacks. The Eagles now have 16 sacks through four games this season after having just 29 last year. Wow. And Fletcher Cox is looking good. Hassan Reddick is doing it. Uh, Fletcher Cox looks rejuvenated. I thought he was all but dead. And he man. he is looking good. And Jordan Davis, I don't know if you saw the glimpses of him, but he's swallowing people up oh, in the man. opportunities that he's getting. I almost took to Twitter when he swallowed up the I think it was a run on the one play, and I see him running to the bench right away. I'm like, come on, man. What are you doing? He's getting <laughs> yeah, like, man. Sports are such a confidence thing. I was like, dude, he's got to be on top of the world now. Keep him out there. Yeah, you gotta get that. But, you gotta get that uh that uh conditioning done. Uh, we did mention some injuries earlier. I do want to touch on everybody that got hurt throughout the game. So Darius Slay, forearm injury, came out the game early. He did come back out to the sideline after halftime, but never made it back in. Jordan Mailata, you gotta you gotta chill with the tweets, yo. The cryptic tweets, like just let us know what's going on. Me, I, maybe she you can can't get in say trouble. Bruh. But don't do that again. Don't ever you do can't that be tweeting, again. Tweeting, bro, and I'm sitting here on yeah, the edge of my seat. Like, oh, 
No. I was no, sitting here refreshing either. Twitter, not even watching the game because of that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Yeah, um, Jordan Mailata came out of the game after that pick six because he went for the tackle. Shoulder injury, he's due for a scan at some point today. We'll probably get an update. But the Eagles did sign another tackle, I believe, to the practice squad. So it looks like they might be anticipating Mailata to miss some sort of time. Oh, boy. Um, Andre Dillard is is doing well in his recovery. He'll be back in the in the coming weeks, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Sorry, we kept, uh, Patrick uh, kept a hold of him, man. Kept a hold of uh, yeah, Dillard. Yep, yep. And and we'll get into the offensive line depth because J- Stoutland is another guy who should mm. get his flowers in this game. Patrick Johnson out of the game with a concussion. Uh, Isaac Siamalu went down with an ankle injury. Kyron Johnson went down with a head injury. Jake Elliott came out after getting oh. hit for a little bit. It looked like he popped some perks and made his way back in the game. Oh, literally yeah. taking pills on the sideline and came back and kicked that game or kicked that, uh, uh, kicked that field goal. And he got hit pretty pretty hard on his mm-hmm. leg, like so. He, he definitely took some painkillers or something. We'll have to see. There's the guys aren't meant to get hit like that, that by guys of that size. It's literally rather kickers, man. And yeah, no pads man. on. And um, Devontae Smith came up gimpy at one point as well. Came up looping and eventually made his way. And Smitty uh, throughout a lot of the game, no no gloves, no armbands, so no pads. Badass. That was no. so badass, dude. <laughs> dude, if how do you out come out? My, oh my gosh. <laughs> He came out bare arm and as and as as slim as he is, just to see him of all players out there, yeah. the guy who probably would benefit from wearing gloves or padding well, of some sort, and he just comes out bare arms. I don't know, bare man. arms. Know nobody's gonna want to hear this, but like back in the day, because I was a receiver, um, in the real bad, like wet, rainy games, I would actually prefer to take my gloves off because what happens is they they just get so wet that like the material they're made out of, you know what I'm saying? Just like keeps absorbing it. And it's not like, you know what I mean? If the ball's coming your way, you must rather, cause you can keep your hands dry. You know what I'm saying? Like keep them in like a towel, a hand warmer or something, but it was just the fact, it was just the fact that he came in the game just said, fucking everything. No wristbands, you know no gloves, no armbands, no sleeves, no Yo, sleeves, no nothing, man. You know what it reminded me of? It reminds me of uh, when Brock Lesnar would take off the tape and the glove and he's ready to pound. I'm like, Oh hell yeah. Let's go Smitty. Let's go get in the, get in the blocking game. Gosh, but he said, fuck he's all this. I'm going, yeah, man. God, he is a beast. So hopefully he's, uh, he's healthy and okay. Uh, Devontae Smith ended the day three catches for 17 yards. Miles Sanders, two catches, 22 yards. Dallas Goddard had five Sanders receptions. Sanders has gotten better in the receiving game, man. Yeah, especially in the rain. I'm surprised he hung on to it. He's he's known to have uh, some, some mm. tough hands lately. Uh, Dallas Goddard, five catches for 72 yards, all off bubble screams, seem, <laughs> seemingly. And A.J. Brown, you were right the first time, five catches, 95 yards. And a, a touchdown called back on a very, very bad uh, call that was. Oh, and he, uh, he almost, had like, he's so good. Uh, that fourth down play, when they uh, when they went for it, uh, he dropped it. Man, he almost caught that, though. Like, he, I thought he had it. You know what I'm talking about, Man. the fourth down? Yeah, oh, yeah, the one. And he, he almost held onto it, but on the way down, it's just tough. In, in those situations, conditions. like, because I'm sitting next to my dad, who's a more exaggerated, emotional version of me during uh, any Philly sporting event. Uh, he was so pissed that they went forward. He was complaining and stuff. It's like they went. That's their best play. The Eagles best play is a slant, like an RPO slant to A.J. Brown one on one coverage. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, you, you live and die with your best punch. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I would much yeah. rather that than a end around uh, to Zach Pascal. So. <laughs> Yeah, listen, you know? I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we didn't see any of that. Uh, any of that, and I felt bad because he did have the. Obviously, he just had his child, AJ Brown Jr., and he mm. did the whole hold the baby. Like, what was it? The hold the baby celebration he had, and they had it called oh, back. That's and I was right. like, damn, that was kind of his. his you yeah, know, the, the you NFL know, hates moment. our plays for some reason. They uh, there's yeah, always something. Bad. It looks it's so bad. good. 
It's bad. Um, we do want to give our quick, uh, like I said, flowers to, to Stoutland and one Jack Driscoll who played zero snaps mm. in the first three weeks and was thrown into the fire and still held his own. And, and we see why they valued the trenches so much because we have guys like Dillard and Driscoll and all these guys that are second, third stringers that can come in the game and start for a lot of teams. And, and they're, you don't yeah, miss they're dying beat. for an opportunity. And you don't miss a beat when they come in, as evidenced by Miles Sanders still still being dominant on the run throughout the game, regardless of who is along that offensive line. Obviously, you want your uh, you want your uh, main guys in there. You want your you want your first stringers in there. But boy, when you when you have guys that you can depend on like that, especially in the conditions where you needed to rely on that run game yesterday. Stoutland, man, I, I I know that there was a point in time where he was going to leave and go to Bama, and then the Eagles were able to keep him. Whenever his contract is up, they need to hand Stoutland a blank check and just pay him whatever yeah. it is that he wants. Yeah, should probably just probably just get himself a statue, man. Wasn't it this was it this offseason or last when we thought he was going to leave? I thought he was going to go to Bama or something, right? Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, there was a point in time where he was going to go to Bama, and they kept him. And uh, and thankfully, it's 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 all working out. Lane Johnson, ever, another guy. Um, Oh yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I think no, he's go, number go one. I think he's the Lane Johnson's the highest graded uh, right tackle, if I'm not mistaken. Right? As of now, so Lane Johnson hasn't allowed a single QB hit since Week Seven of 2021. Wow. The last 918 snaps, he hasn't allowed a single QB hit, and he hasn't allowed a sack since Week Ten of the 2020 season, two years ago. Since he's allowed a sack. Dominant stuff. Yeah, that's that's from, what I'm uh, saying. From, like, from I just Johnson. feel like I just wonder when I don't want to do this now because I'm just we're having too much fun. But like, I just feel almost it's getting to the point. It's it's like the Sixers with Joel Embiid. I feel like we're like just taking it for granted because there's going to be a point in time where Jeff Statlin's no longer around. There's going to be a point in time when, you know, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. Uh, I mean, it looks like we're starting to form this new wave here with uh, with uh, Dickerson and obviously Mylotta mm-hmm. being as Jergens. young as he is. Jergens. Yeah, good point. Uh, so mm-hmm. maybe maybe this will just go on forever. Maybe the Philadelphia Eagles will just have the best <laughs> offensive line. Maybe that's just how this is supposed to be. But I just – do you ever have these thoughts? Like I just feel like sometimes we're just taking things for granted. Like I just – God, I just don't want it to end. Yeah, you got to get – yeah, that's why they're all – that's why they're seemingly all in on the title one now. Cheap contract. Uh, you still got some guys – uh, that are playing at a high level at, at an older age. I'm starting age. to get um, some, I really don't want to jinx it. You know what, if it's destiny, it's fucking destiny. But it's, I'm starting to get some last dance vibes. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting to get some. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, yeah, you know man. what I mean? Because like Brandon Graham, my God, he deserves to retire. The guy came off of Achilles injury and he's playing the best ball of his life. What? What is going on? Jason Kelsey was contemplating retirement every single offseason. We thought Fletcher Cox was done. We literally thought he was done, right? He's out here doing this stuff like... I don't know. It just feels like one last hurrah, baby. Let's go get it. Yeah, and this is why they did what they did in the offseason. You have a cheap QB contract that we all know he's probably going to get paid at, at some point. And it is, it is, you got you to go all in now. Jalen Hurts, as a starter, hasn't lost a game since November 28th of last year. He's won his last, uh, I'm trying to remember how many starts ago that was. I think his last eight or nine starts, he has won. And it is, it is it's all... It's all coming together for this Eagles team. Is you you start to th- you start to think like all right once you because well, once you get to be like four and zero, this is when you start to think like all right, this team isn't a joke. They mm. are really like they are they are they are the real deal. I would have liked the Giants in Dallas to lose a couple more games. They're, they're finding ways to win, sadly. So the NFC East is isn't as a runaway <laughs> as I thought it would be mm. once Dak went down and Daniel Jones still still isn't good. But they're finding ways to win games. And, and when we're in Arizona, we'll see how that game plays out. I expect. The Eagles to win that game, obviously, against Kyler Murray, who's throwing fits 
on the sidelines or whatever he's doing now. You come home to Dallas before the bye week. Is it home or is it at Dallas? I don't, I don't, I don't remember which which oh, it shit, is. But you play question. Dallas. You play Dallas in week six before the bye week, and boy, if you're six and zero by then, hmm. man, it is. They are home against Dallas. Yep. So you come oh. home. They, I think they're home though. We'll have to. We'll have to. Yeah, they're home. I see it now. Sorry, <laughs> they're home. They're home against Dallas on October sixteenth. It is a Sunday night game. Hmm. So there it is. So a few more updates uh, before we get up out of here. The Eagles signed guard Tyrese Robinson to the practice squad. He started three years at Oklahoma, blocked for Jalen Hurts back in 2019. So another former friend of Hurts makes his way to the roster. You got Grant Calcaterra, you got Trey Sermon, and now we got Tyrese Robinson. Whatever whatever uh, Jalen Hurts wants is what Jalen Hurts is going to get in 2022. Some updates on Avante Maddox and Darius Slay as well. Um, Darius Slay has a chance to play this week. His injury isn't deemed as serious. And Avante Maddox, who is obviously out with an ankle sprain, uh, this week's game is up in the air. He could miss maybe one more game, but it is not long-term. And Darius Slay, as they stated, did not suffer a major forearm injury, has a chance to play this week. So we'll uh, keep up on the updates on Maialata. We'll see what's going on there. And uh, hopefully we're still relatively healthy heading into the next week, your Eagles are 4-0 for the first time since 2004. They made the Super Bowl that year. Let's keep this energy moving. Steven, any last words before we get up out of here? Uh, Just, man, I am so, so looking forward to this trip to Arizona this weekend, man. Like, yeah. this team this team's just too much fun. You know, I don't know about you, man, but I used to feel like I've always been, like, prideful, of obviously, being an Eagles fan. But I find myself, I think, literally the last five days, I've had some sort of Eagles merch on. Like, my my drip is crazy right now for the fall. Like, you should have seen it. <laughs> had the flannel on that was had some, literally, some midnight green accents. So I was able to rock that. You know what I'm saying? Had people at the uh, at the food trucks, like, hyping up. Like, literally, non-Eagles fans are like, dude, you guys might be going all the way. I'm like, you're goddamn uh... right. Even on like the IG posts and stuff I put up, like rival fan bases is like, man, we're happy for y'all this year. It's looking like, it's looking like it's the, uh, it's looking like it's the real deal, man. And it is like, thankfully, thank God they won this game because I was thinking like, man, if they get, if they get dog walked in this game and we go to Arizona, man, it's gonna obviously we're gonna be excited, but like it's not gonna compare to being four and and running in there on that high. It's going to be a good time. One final step before we leave. Jalen Hurts is one of three quarterbacks in NFL history to throw for 1,000 yards and rush for 200 yards in the first four games of the season. Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts are your quarterbacks on that list. So we're making mm. history by the week, man. Eagles 4-0. First it feels time like so they four. win in a different way every single week. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so they like they, they win in dominant ways. That's why this win was so good because it was a, they had to come from behind. They had to show you know toughness. And and very Doug encouraging Peterson things. coming in. We didn't even talk about Doug. By the way, deservingly so. Everybody talks shit about Eagles fans. Standing ovation for the guy. You guys mm-hmm. say we're bad fans and all that. We love him. We have a statue for the guy. Why why would we boo him? Why would we boo Doug Peterson? We have a statue of him. And everybody's gonna be like, oh, he threw snowballs at Santa Claus or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Love Doug the best interaction. Did you see the Jalen interaction? He was like, Dougie P. And he was yeah. all hype and they had a nice little emotional moment. Where Doug was like, I, I, I knew you could, you could be this guy, and it's good, mm. good to see because Doug is the one that brought him here at the end of the day. 
And well, that's uh, something Jalen said in his press conference. He literally said, because they asked him, like, what did you say? I hate when reporters ask that. They're like, so what did you say to yeah, so-and-so? Intimate moments, too. But it's journalism. You got to get the team. But he man. said, um, I wouldn't be here without Doug. That's literally what he said. I would not yeah, he wouldn't. Be he here. literally wouldn't be. It's not It's not new information. He wouldn't be here without. Because as we all know, without. Doug Peterson, uh, you know, he wanted uh, Jalen Hurts over Carson. Now I'm playing. I don't know. <laughs> I, we don't. I mean, you no, know. No, we don't. We don't. He got, definitely we, got we, scapegoated a little bit by the Eagles. But Here's the thing, guys. In this very rare occasion, both sides won. The Eagles are in a much better place. We got Sirianni, Doug Peterson, due to his resume that he created here in Philadelphia and established himself as a coach, got paid a lot of money to coach the Jaguars, and he's doing a damn good job of doing that. Damn good job, yep. Taking a 6'5 quarterback in his second year and doing what he did with Carson Wentz in 2017. Didn't look like it against the Eagles, but well, he's he looked like Carson. Every other since. Five fumbles, man. Hey, hey, he might be up <laughs> Yo, there with five Carson. takeaways, bro. Five takeaways? Oh, my God. That is wild. Bro. Or four, five, my five, bad, four fumbles. One, Yeah, five takeaways. Four fumbles and an interception. Five total takeaways. Unreal. And I do have to... Uh, rectify a mistake that I've been making on on prior pods. So I've been saying the re- the reunion tour has been uh, these four guys that started with Jalen Rager. It actually started with Deuce Staley in Detroit. So Deuce Staley in Detroit, <laughs> Rager in Minnesota, <laughs> Carson Wentz last Zach week, Ertz Doug Peterson Arizona, this right? week, Zach Ertz in Arizona. We're gonna go five and zero in our uh, tour of seeing our old. Friends, appreciate you guys for tuning into this podcast. Be sure to subscribe, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Be sure to follow me, Victor Williams, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Philly Pod. Follow Stephen at uh, Stephen Conrad Jr., real Stephen Conrad Jr. on Instagram. We'll keep you guys posted on what the pod and content schedule will be moving forward. We leave for Arizona uh, Thursday, and we're there until Monday. Hmm. So uh, don't anticipate being sober Damn. for a lot of that trip. But I, I mean, I don't preview pod in Arizona and yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah about we'll, a post game. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see about a post game. But maybe we'll do uh, uh, an in person like live pod in the in the hotel or something. We'll figure it out. Appreciate you guys for the support. As always, the pod is doing fantastic numbers across the board, and you guys, of course, are the main reason why. Appreciate you guys for uh, all the support you've been showing throughout the season. Let's keep it moving. The road to five and zero next week in Arizona. Peace out, guys. Until the next one from the Philly Pod. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.